Good evening. This is Robert Lee Camp. How's everybody doing tonight? Thank you for being here tonight. Uh, we have a interesting kind of show tonight because it's you know, a topic that's sort of off topic um, in a way, but I thought it would be really fun to share uh, some things that I learned recently by taking a trip to Beijing. And, you know, this is like a testament really to the the power and accuracy of this system, the cards of your destiny. Uh, I wasn't expecting anything like this trip to China this year. Um, I'm in what's called the pinnacle year. Now, all 45 cards in the, that aren't in the special family of seven will have the pinnacle year at least once in their life and maybe twice if you live long enough. Uh, I had it when I was younger. I was uh, 23 years old. No, let me see. Wait a minute. How was I? Maybe I was 21. Yeah, 21 years old when I had it the first time. And at that time, I was young. I was playing music, and I really wanted to be in – I wanted to – become well-known or famous playing music. That was my goal at that time. And that particular year, I was playing in what I would say is the number one, probably the biggest group, um, music group in the state of Florida, which it wasn't that big of a deal, but it was really big for me. It was, it was a big it was a big experience to be playing in this group that was basically doing concerts and not just playing in clubs, you know. So, you know, having experienced that, um, this pinnacle year came around and I realized, you know, I don't really have a lot of big goals right now. I don't have a lot of big goals to do anything in particular. Um, I'm pretty happy with my life where it's at. And I looked also at my cards for this year. And when you're in the pinnacle year, the Pluto and result card become very significant because they often point to what is going to be involved in a great change that you would go through in the pinnacle year. So my Pluto and result this year are both fours, four hearts and four spades. And so I thought, well, you know, I have a family now. I have a young son. He's 10 months old. And I thought, well, that makes sense. I mean, it's certainly transformative uh, being with my son and all. But I didn't really expect anything on the level of my work or career because there weren't any career cards really in this year. But being in the pinnacle position is a career thing to begin with, it turns out. So this trip to China was really, really great. I mean, uh, the students there were really just so uh, eager to learn and so uh, grateful to uh, have an instructor. And it was just, you, you might say it was sort of like a dream gig in a way, okay? And, you know, it, while I was there, I experienced being basically kind of famous because I'm sort of famous to the people in China because, you know, I've been doing this so long and the, the person that sponsored me there, she's translated my books and my books are available uh, there in Chinese and I'm the author of the book. So, you know, I got to experience a little bit of fame there while I was there. So 
that is the power of the pinnacle year and that's the power of the cards and other things are happening this year which I'm not making any attempt to I'm not making the attempt to become more well-known or anything but things are happening on their own anyway so you know who knows what the year will bring I don't have any attachment to it I really don't care uh, in a sense that it doesn't it's not important to me I feel pretty happy with the life that I have right now but things are happening so it's very it's all very interesting and I want to just point that out because everybody here is in the cards and it's good for you to know that you know to see another confirmation of how powerful the system is it is extremely powerful and now talking I want to talk about my journey to China to Beijing because I didn't really have a lot of expectations about China um, I mean I guess I don't pay attention that much in, in a sense I knew it was a communist country I knew about the Tiananmen Square where the people got killed protesting for freedom and that's it that's all I knew about China basically I didn't know anything else I didn't have any other frame of reference to go on when it comes to China so I didn't I don't have any judgment about China like I wasn't going there with a chip on my shoulder saying oh this country's really screwed up I was just there and just noticing everything that was going on around me and I was honestly even though I had no expectations I was really surprised I was very surprised by what is happening in China and how it is to be basically living there in that country and I want to share a little bit of that with you like first of all um, I, I mean I went walking out every day I went walking every single day in the morning I'd go out for about an hour for a long walk to get some exercise and Beijing is flat uh, so you have to walk a lot to get the same exercise that I get here by going up a hill but it was uh, it was great because everybody I was walking around during rush hour everybody was going to work you know they were all dressed and they were walking very quickly they, they walk fast over there they they don't mess around uh, I noticed I noticed that there were a lot of electric scooters like a lot of scooters and they look like regular motors like mopeds they look like mopeds but I looked more carefully and I noticed that they were electric almost all of them were electric I would say a good 90% of the scooters there were electric scooters and that kind of surprised me you know I mean I knew that electricity would be fun or interesting there but I didn't I had no idea they would be so into having electric scooters there and they did and they had also you know the little things the like little um, skateboard type items that were also electric and you know they were parked everywhere and then they have rental bikes that you can now you might have heard about these rental bikes I mean they they have them in other countries too basically you have a phone app and you walk up to a bike that's parked on the street and you scan in the, the the barcode on the bike and then it unlocks and you take off and you ride it and you can ride it as far as you want to go and then you just park it 
and then you scan it again when you park it and it locks back up again. And a lot of people were riding these bikes. I mean, they were actually being used quite a bit. It was, it was, um, uh, I, I got to use one one day. We, we used one to go around the city and, uh, it was very convenient. Um, I noticed I didn't see any overweight people, <coughs> excuse me, in China. I didn't see any obese people in China. Uh, I was staying in a nice hotel. Uh, there were people from other countries there, and a few of them were overweight, but the Chinese people that I saw were all very slim and fit. Uh, of course, I got to eat a lot of good Chinese food while I was over there, and I'm not sure if I like Chinese food a lot, the real stuff, uh, because it's kind of drastic in, in a way, like when they serve shrimp, in a dish, it's always the whole shrimp, not a peeled and deveined shrimp. It's like the whole shrimp. You got to take the head off and take the shell off, no matter what it's in, like a soup or any kind of dish, things like that. So, but it was delicious. It was always tasting really good, uh, in my opinion, not for what I like, not basically. And it's basically healthy food. Now, I don't know the quality of the food there. Like there's, they don't have a lot of people getting all up about organic food. And my host, uh, Shine, told me that their food has, they have the same problems there that we have here and that they use a lot of pesticides and so forth for their uh, vegetables. And they also use hormones and antibiotics for their, their animal products. But nobody was talking about it. Nobody was saying anything about it. And I didn't say anything about it because I didn't have, there's no way to find out whether what I was eating was, uh, you know, good or if it was polluted with hormones and all that stuff. I do know that I felt well. I felt good eating there. The food was mostly noodles, soup, rice, um, different kinds of meats, and I could choose. They eat way more meats. And they eat, like, they eat the whole cow. So, like, on, in a restaurant menu, there'll be stuff like the pig's brain, the pig's uh, snout, the pig's feet, the pig's whatever, I mean, lungs. I mean, uh, that kind of stuff grosses me out a little bit, some of that stuff. So I didn't eat any of that stuff. But they eat it, and they like it. It's like there. Their, their restaurants, it's more of a – it's really more social. Um some of you might have heard about hot pots. Hot pot is like this central pot that is like soup that's boiling the whole time. So in the restaurant, there's a burner under it, and the water is always boiling. And you basically have all your ingredients around the outside. Anything you want to put in there, you want to put noodles in there, you want to have some kind of meat or shrimp or whatever, uh, and you throw it in there, and it cooks, and then you pull it back out and eat it. And everybody just keeps throwing their stuff in and waiting and then pulling it back out and eating it. And it was awesome. It was awesome. I mean, you worry about germs, but the pot's boiling. So any germs that get in there are going to get killed by the boiling water. So, you know, I didn't get sick at all. And I wasn't, you know, trying to be careful or anything. I just was eating what was being presented. And I enjoyed, I enjoyed all of it. Um, it, was, it was good. And I went to one restaurant that was all Sichuan. Now, you've heard about Sichuan, beef or Sichuan, whatever, in a Chinese restaurant. This restaurant was all Sichuan. Turns out Sichuan is a province of China. And in that province, they specialize in very hot food. And so it was, everything on the menu was hot. There was nothing that wasn't heated up uh, spicy.
very spicy. So that was interesting. Um, the other thing I noticed, there's, they have no crime. They have no crime in China because nobody can own a gun. Even people who are in the military do not own a gun, and they're not even given guns unless they're in a position where it needs to be used. Basically, gun control is very, very strong there. And you can walk out on the streets of the busiest town, which is Beijing, anytime, all night long, and not worry about somebody sticking you up or some other kind of crime being perpetrated. Now, they don't have freedom of speech in China. The, the government owns the newspaper. The government owns all the radio and television. They're basically, and there was a funny, there was a paper that was in the lobby of the hotel I was staying in. It's a daily paper that they, that's in American. It's a, called the China Daily, and it's written in English. And it was available just to pick up and read. And, and you know, uh, I noticed that the, uh, the, uh, all the articles were very pro, you know, the president of China, and it was very slanted towards them saying what they wanted to say, you know. So, but having said that, I didn't meet anybody who was complaining about the lack of free speech because, honestly, this is what's strange about it. All the people I met, they're doing very, very well. They're having a good life, and they make a lot of money, and they're basically able to have, raise a family, have a life, have a good job, work, and get paid very well, and have the luxuries of life. I, I mean, one night I saw six or seven Teslas parked all together in this shopping mall that we were parking in. And... You know, it was like, whoa. And I was just seeing all these cars going around. Of course, I was in the capital. It's kind of like being in New York City. So you see a lot of fancy cars in New York, too. It was kind of like that, you know. But it was so much more. And everybody had money. I mean, people paid uh, three times as much for this workshop that I put on as I have normally charged in the United States, you know. And there wasn't anybody. There was 42 people in the class, okay. So... One thing I think that's true, and I'm not sure about this, of course, this is just my mind trying to figure things out, is I get the impression that the Chinese government, they're very, very hard on, you know, controlling the media and the press and and very and people have to be careful not to say something that can be construed as being anti-government or anti-communism. But on the other hand, I also see that they do really go all out to take care of their citizens, which is so interesting because over here, we have freedom of speech and freedom of press and all that, but we have a government that doesn't give a shit about the people. Everybody just wants to get elected. They'll do anything they can, and basically they're bought and sold by all the, all the corporations. I read an article just a couple of days ago that 10,000 bills, over 10,000 bills have been put into Congress that were written completely by corporations. They, were, they wrote the bills, gave them to the politician, politician presented them to Congress to be uh, voted on. 10,000, more than that. It's like here, it's, you know, that's the kind of corruption we have here. We, there's corruption everywhere, I've, I've realized. Every single country has corruption. Some have the worst corruption. 
but it's all it's everywhere I think it's really just a symptom of this Kali Yuga that we're in this age of darkness that I've spoke about before it's just part of what goes on here you're not going to be able to escape corruption so it's kind of like which kind of corruption are you okay with and which kind are you not okay with China I'm sure has corruption too um, you know there's a lot of people there's a lot of power plays going on I, I don't really know okay the other thing is I noticed that China has stolen the technology from all over the world they've gone all over the world and everything good that they have found in any nation including the US they have just stolen that technology and put it into place in their cities okay um, I mean it's they are way more they are so far ahead of us technologically this is something that nobody I never would have expected uh, I don't think it was even true 20 years ago but it is now you go to Beijing everything is way it's it's ahead of us like for example and this is the most I think the most telling example is that nobody that I ever saw in Beijing and I met hundreds of people none of them use credit cards or cash they all use their cell phone for everything to buy things I went to this vending machine one day I was by myself shopping and it was a really cool vending machine that I've never seen in the States because it had fresh oranges lined up in the machine and you you it for two bucks you could get a, a fresh squeezed glass of orange juice so I went to get one and I couldn't because it didn't take credit cards it did not take cash I had Chinese cash it didn't take that it only took the cell phone and people would just bring their cell phones to the restaurants and just scan it and everywhere we went the people just scanning their phones cab drivers everywhere nobody has cash another that's another reason there's no crime because nobody has money you can take off of them <laughs> all they got is their phone so it's that's just one example of the technology I saw some amazing buildings in Beijing like I've never seen before I mean amazing amazing architecture that's just so advanced it looked like I was in a Star Trek movie in some places it was I didn't take a lot of pictures of that I I was going to go out one day and just walk around and take pictures of all these buildings because I've never seen buildings that look like this before such amazing architecture and I'm not even into architecture but I was amazed by these particular buildings and you know I, I, I haven't seen that anywhere else so I look at the Chinese people and you know I don't even know I don't know what the strength of their military is they are the largest nation on earth they have the most people of any nation on earth and they are coming up in the world and it's very very apparent to me now whether there's going to be a war someday with China I don't know but I can tell you that we are behind them we're behind them we're hot we're behind almost half of the world in terms of education we are really low down in education it's pitiful in our country um, the average person how much they don't know and how little they know about the world around them and things like that but we're also behind technologically behind China now we may not be behind other countries but man it was it was very very strong for me in China to be around all these people that are kind of living like a almost like a, a futuristic lifestyle uh, because of what's happened in the last 20 years uh, I saw examples of government waste they they build lots of buildings and sometimes these buildings never get used and so forth and I do know that China is still 
you know, killing people that don't, that are in their jurisdiction, that aren't following the rules, and it's there's some horrible things going on. Uh, I just wanted to say that, wanted to share with you this other side of China, which I was completely unaware of, and that uh, I think was, it's very educational. And one other thing I want to say about the trip is, like, it really, really helps. I think everybody um, should, at some point, get away from their life, or like I was away 10 days, go to somewhere that's completely different from where you live, maybe far away, and then just be there. I was watching the BBC News, and I was watching, which was mostly world news. They did have American news, of course, but it was mostly world news, you know, and looking at the world instead of just looking at my local news and government news and being all about Trump every day and everything like that, it's so good to get away and then look back at your life. I was looking back at my life. I was looking at my my work. I was looking at um, uh, the, the country and everything in, in new eyes because I was away. It, was, it gives a sense of perspective. It's very valuable. And, I mean, I didn't even know that I was kind of in a rut here until I went away and got another look at what was going on looking at my life from a different point of view. China is exactly on the opposite side of the road, by the way. It's, uh, it was a 14-hour trip, and the time zone there is 12 hours ahead of us, where I am on the East Coast. So it's really exactly on the other side of the world from the East Coast where I live. So that's about as far away as you can get from where you live, is to be on the opposite side of the planet. So I'm really, really grateful for my trip. My host was amazing the people were amazing you might have seen if you if you're friends of mine on facebook you might have seen some of the photos of the classes the people there they are like so excited and they're very intelligent like these people have i taught them advanced stuff and they went right into it i didn't have to they picked it up very very quickly it was very 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 fast and i think they were so well prepared by Shine, who, who's the one who published my books and who sponsored me to come over there. She had already taught them. And I was surprised by that. I was surprised that 42 people, nobody needed catching up. It was like <laughs> I, the first thing I, was, I taught, the first thing I had planned to teach was how to, the Magi formula for determining the birthday the birth card without having to look it up just by knowing their birthday. They already knew it. Everybody in the class already knew it. I didn't even have a chance to teach it. There was no point. They already knew it. I had to just skip that and go on from there. So that's just one example, um, which is, you know, that's unusual. That's not how I usually experience it uh, when I'm teaching here, but I haven't really taught much here lately. Anyway, so that's, that's it, everybody. That's my perspective on China. I hope that was educational for you. Um, I want to let everybody know, in case you haven't gotten the notices, that um, on the 15th, which I believe is Friday, let's see, 11th, 12, 13, 14, yeah, 15th, Friday. On Friday, I'm going to be raising my prices, especially for the courses, for my readings, um, and they're going to go up quite a bit. 
uh, at least 100% in almost every case. Um, so I've been getting a lot of orders from people now because they know the prices are going to go up. Uh, I'm just reminding you that's happening in case there's something that you were thinking of getting uh, that you wanted to get at the current prices, which really are very, very low. Uh, uh, I mean, that's, that's part of the perspective I got from being in China was, wow, not that, not that I have to raise prices, but that I feel like it's time to, that these courses and so forth be priced according to their value, which I think is a lot more than I have been asking for a long time. So that's that. That's my uh, little uh, spiel about China. We're, everybody, we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to have Q&A. I'm going to, I'm going to turn Q&A mode on right now. Um, and you can raise your hand. If you are on the computer calling in, you can, there's a button that appears that allows you to raise your hand. If you're on your phone and you want to share or ask a question, you hit star six and then the number one, and that'll put you in the queue for, answer, for talking with me. And I'm here to answer any questions you might have. If you want a little reading about something that's going on in your life, or if you have a question about the system, uh, I'm here to offer that to you. Okay, so we're going to have just a short break, and then when I come back, we're going to get started. our short break and I'm back. We're in Q&A mode. If you'd like to ask a question and you're using the app, you'll find a button to raise your hand. If you're on your phone, you can hit star six and number one and you'll be, either way, you'll be added to the queue and I will get to you. So uh, first up is somebody from the 978 area code. Who am I speaking to? Hi, Robert. This is Linda. Do not and um... Yeah, hi, Linda. Hi. So well, I was trying to repeat what you said about the seventh house, Neptune crossing over the descendant thing, and, um, you know, you could have a good marriage, right? That's what was uh, said about that. When did I, where did I say that? I'm just asking. Well, I think we were doing astrology class, and so... Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. So it was something I said in an astrology class. Yeah, so you said that. So you don't remember. So. Well, uh, yeah, I don't remember that. I mean, 
that specific okay. thing. No, but you know, right. that's so Neptune crossing over the descendant could bring a relationship yeah. or something like that. Yes. Right. Like it could be illusion uh, too, right? Or something, you know? Well, it's not illusion. In astrology, what matters a lot is the aspect that's being made. Like is it, is it making any aspects to other planets in your chart? If it's making oh, positive. Yeah. I'm sorry. What did you say? It conjuncts Jupiter. Oh, well, yeah. Oh, see, now that, yeah. that's a good aspect. So that's not going to be a relationship based on illusion. Leisure? What? It's not going to be based on illusion. Oh, oh, oh. Because of be Jupiter. Because it's Jupiter. That's right. Yeah. Oh. And it's a conjunction. It's not just that it's Jupiter. It's that it's a conjunction. It's a good aspect. You understand? Okay. So, but it will bring, that will bring a once in a lifetime, uh, usually, and in my experience, it's been very consistent, but I'm sure there's exceptions to that, you know, doesn't yeah. always ha have to happen. So what's your question, Linda? My question, okay, so your wonderful experience of Eight of Diamonds uh, in that, uh, this year, I have it in my uh, personality card, Six of Diamonds this year, me and my daughter have it. And uh, we're two months apart. And she's like, when I was 44, she was born. At, and then two months later, I turned 45. So it's pretty cool that we have this going on. Six of diamonds and my six of diamonds personality. And the other thing, my son has two of diamonds. But he was born six years before her. So we're not so like... So are, are you saying that all of you are in the pinnacle year this year? Displacing well, the eight of diamonds? Yeah, no. Oh. He, she and I. Because of okay, the diamonds. Yeah. yeah. So what's going so on with I, you guys? Uh, you know, like waiting. I'm not, you know. Anyway, I guess it could come anytime, you know, right? Like, um, I don't. Well, I mean, I wasn't expecting anything, but I am kind of positioned for something like that to happen because that's the kind of business yeah. I'm in and so forth. Yeah. I think it, I think it would always be relative to like what you're up to, what you're doing in your life, you know? Right. I wanted to say, my mother's a queen of diamonds, and she said, she always said 21. Like, I'm born on the 21st, but her best year was 21. And that's what you said. Oh, wow. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I know. Yeah, it was, so. a, it was a big year. It's interesting, you know, I, I wanted to mention, like, that was like me getting my dream fulfilled, right? Yes. But, but I was extremely unhappy also. Oh, wow. Like I realized right? that that I realized that year that that wasn't going to make me happy, you know. So yeah, you were unhappy inside and something or yeah, about I was something. Un, I was unhappy inside. Yeah. Like I was expecting that, that being that famous and being in a big right. band was going to make me happy, and it didn't. Right. And I was really oh disappointed. I was really disappointed, you know. Right. And then I started praying. At that time, I started praying for a spiritual teacher to come into my life. I, I, I was thinking oh. that. And then two years later, when you're in the most blessed year, because two years after the pinnacle year, you go into the most blessed year, right? So two years later, I met who the man that became my guru for right. 10 years of my life. I lived in the ashram, and it changed my life. It absolutely changed my and life. And it wasn't the card. It was something else. It was Guru. Right. It, it was me living in a yoga community, 
practicing yoga and, you know, a very yeah. regimented kind of a boot camp type atmosphere. Yes. Uh, oh waking God, up every day. So much. Waking up every day at 3 o'clock in the morning. I mean, sorry, not 3 o'clock, 5.30, doing yoga, breathing exercises, jogging. Jogging <laughs> too? Yeah, it was very hard. It's very hard. It was hard? Like the military? Well, yeah, like every morning I wake up and say, I got to get out of here. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's funny. I thought you wanted to be there. And then you said, I wanted to be there, but it was so hard that I, I had to talk myself into it every single day because I wanted, I, part of me wanted to get out of there. It was, it was so hard. I wanted to leave. I wanted to just, just wanted to run away. Wow. You know? Ten years. Yeah, I ended up being there ten years <laughs> on top of it. Anyway, uh, thanks for um, calling in. Another thing, my friend says that China, like the people in China, like, um, I don't know, he, he thinks that they like, um, you know, like, um, mm, I don't know, like mm, not so much into the soul or something. He said they, they're more maybe group conscious or something. I don't know, but he thought they were soulless. He said something like that. So, um, um, I don't know. I I yeah. the people were very they have they're they're the oldest one of the oldest cultures on the planet right so they've retained a lot more of the old culture than we have even you know yeah. so like 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 I was a teacher right so they brought me gifts I got a lot of gifts from the students because that's what you do in their ancient culture is you bestow gifts on your teacher right right. right. And so, yeah, and it was it was beautiful. Like in a way, it was really beautiful because yeah. they were, and I I was very, I mean, I felt very happy about it because I was being honored in that way by the students, which is so rare here in the United States, you know, that kind of thing. Ah. Just don't have that anymore. So, you know, I'm not trying to convince people they should move to China or anything, but I, I think it's good to know that it's not all bad, you know. It's not all bad. It is what it is. It just is what it is. You might not want to live there. Oh, I wouldn't want to live there. I, I wouldn't want to live there, no. No. I like where I'm living too much. <laughs> okay, Linda, i got to go so I can okay. get some other questions in, but thank you Great. so much for sharing. I really appreciate you being here. Great. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye. Okay, bye. Okay, next up I think is Elaine. Is this Elaine? Hi, Robert. How are you doing? I'm well. How are you, Elaine? Good. Yeah, I'm glad, very glad to be talking to you. Thank you so much for sharing your experience in Beijing. Sure. Yeah, I've been there, and that's where I met my husband. That oh, wow. Queen of Diamonds, like you. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> Big coincidence tonight here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so then my question is, okay, uh, I'm a five of clubs, okay, with the uh, ruling card, ten of spades, and I don't know what my underlying card is, so I don't know what how you, to... What do you mean, underlying? What do you mean by that? For example, you are Queen of Diamonds. Your underlying card is Jack of Clubs. So Oh, you mean you mean my decanate ruling card? Ah, that's how you call. Okay. Yeah, decanate so, ruling card. Okay. Now what's your what's your birthday again? Uh, June twenty fifth. Yeah, you don't have a decanate ruling card. 
You have one, but it's the same as your ruling card because you're born in the first decanate of your sign. So you don't have a separate decanate ruler. Mm. Everybody born in the first 10 days of their sign, it's the same. It's, it's, it's not different. So, ah, okay. It's the same yeah. as the... The, the, pl the, the planetary, the planetary ruling card. Okay. Yeah. And, and yeah. one more question. It's like sure. where, where the five of clubs sits, like uh, is it in a good position or not? Do you mean for the life spread in the life spread? Yeah, exactly. Well, every card has a little bit of good and a little bit of bad, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, five of clubs, you guys have the millionaire spread in your cards. Are you aware of that? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I yeah. am. I am. Yeah. <laughs> so, the seven. Yeah. The so you have to be you have to be happy about that. You know, you got to be happy about that. Yeah, right? I'm happy, but the, the problem is, it's like you say, uh, money comes in but goes out quickly. So I have this yeah. issue. Don't yeah, 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 yeah. That's my issue. <laughs> well, you know, usually most five of clubs don't even worry about it, right? They just like comes and goes, and it's always there. They don't really have to think about it. Uh, you're a cancer, though, and cancers, yeah, I'm a cancer, and we pay more attention to money. You know what uh -huh. I mean? It's way more important to us, like the money coming and going. So it it concerns you more than the average five of clubs, right? No, it's like this. It never did. But now married to a queen of diamonds, yes. Okay? And the ruling card, <laughs> ace of diamonds, right? Like you. So, yeah, oh. not. Oh, he's July. He's July third too. Yeah, exactly. Like you. Oh wow, wow. Oh, yeah. yeah, double diamond. Well, I mean, hopefully he makes some money. <laughs> oh, he does. Yeah. And oh, okay. To, how to save? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, and how to save that that could rub off on you. I mean, I did not know how to save until my, uh, my one of my ex-wives taught me the the importance of saving. And it stuck with me. It's still with me now. I mean, I don't, I don't just spend like I used to. I used to spend a lot more, you know. Mm -hmm. Now I'm, I love to save money. I love to see that saved money growing in my account. You know, I just, I just take a more pleasure in that now than I ever did before. Mm -hmm. and, and because of that, I have money more. I, have, I often have more money than I used to have. Yeah, then the, the Ten of Spades. Ten is a good card, the card of success, Ten of Clubs and so, but mine is a spade. So is it lucky too or it's just about working or service? So what can you tell well, me? Well, the Ten of Spades is always a pretty successful card, okay? They do work. They like to work. It's, it's not a bad thing. It's not like, oh, they're... I mean, they, you might look at some of them and say, wow, they just work too much, right? But it's only because they have some goals. They have some big goals they want to accomplish, you know. And it's a very strong family card. I'm not sure if you're aware of that, that it, it has very strong connections. Usually tennis spades people want to have, they want to have their work, but they also want to have their family be close to them as well. So I like that card. I have always liked tennis spades, and I have a good friend who's a tennis spades, and I've talked about him in my books. You know how some of the amazing things that he does just blows my mind. 
like how he how fast he creates stuff when he when he gets when he gets an idea he's just like bam 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 it's done you know mm-hmm. and yeah. always on a very big scale it's never small it's always huge something yeah, like very huge. very yeah 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 and this is the workaholic card right so that's why it can be it can be but, a workaholic yeah. yeah and it's not a bad thing and big no. That's exactly what you said. But the problem is and then the families. So the problem is like uh, you give an example in your book, Love Cars, and it's like a woman there. I don't remember the name. A famous model and so she used to be. Oh, yeah, Christy Brinkley. Yeah, Christy Brinkley, exactly. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. like uh, a family for 10 years. Okay, now I'm done. I'm back to work again. I got to work. So this is an issue too because right. you know. So. Yeah, well, but see, you're not a you're not a tennis face birth card. You're a ruling card tennis face. So it's not like it has, it's not that strong as as it is for other tennis face for you. You know, mm-hmm. I would I mean I would say it's not that strong. Maybe okay. it has been, but you know, I this friend of mine I told you about. You know, when there's an emergency, like they had a hurricane down. He lives down there close to New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Everybody came to him. Because he took care of everybody, you understand? Yeah, yeah that's me. <laughs> I mean, he made he made everybody he made sure everybody was safe. Yeah. And you know that's something that's you know you don't see that happen very much, you know. Yeah. So these this is a good card that has, in my opinion, some really good traits. I would be very if I had, if I were a tennis page, I'd be very happy about it. <laughs> yeah, I am. Yeah. Okay. 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 That's good. Thank, Thank you so you. much. Okay. Thanks for being my guest. Thanks for calling. Yeah. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. Let's see here. Okay. I don't know exactly who's next. I'm going to go with 810. Are you there? Am I speaking Hi, to Rob. somebody? Hi. Hi. Yes. Thanks for sharing um, your your trip with us. That was wonderful. Oh. I have a question about the astrology that you use. I don't know if it's Western or what you call it, but I've noticed that because I'm on a, the cusp of a Gemini Cancer, mm-hmm. that if I do a Vedic, if I put my birth uh, time in Vedic calculator, right. I guess it's called Vedic, I'm, yeah. I'm a Gemini. Right. But if I do uh, astro.com, which is, is that Western? Is that what they use? Yeah, Western, that's Western. Okay, then I'm a Cancer. Right. So that the same thing with me. I'm a, I'm a Gemini in Vedic, and I'm not okay. even on the cusp. You don't have to be on the cusp to have that, uh, just so you okay. know. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Thank you. Well, it makes the card different, uh, Six of Diamonds. No, you, you, don't, you don't change the card. Mm-mm. Well, because on the cusp, it, it says, you, you know, on June 22nd, if you're a... Uh, Cancer, then I'm Jack of Spades. If I'm right, Gemini, but you, then I'm going to be six. The, but see, the card system is using Western astrology, not Vedic astrology. That, that was my question. Okay, yeah. so it, it only goes so, by. That's right. West. It's okay. only only by Western, and you know, yeah, these kind of top. It's a good question, and these kind of questions. This is, this can be confusing sometimes. Because you hear about, you know, different kinds of astrology and stuff. And so I'm glad you asked right. the question. It's a great question. 
Yeah, if you, so what are you, a Gemini or a Cancer? Well, then I'm Cancer, yep. So in Western, you're actually a Cancer, is that what you're saying? Yep, I'm first degree Cancer. Okay, yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you know that sometimes people will, they'll uh, write me and say, you know, I'm really way more um, Gemini than I am Cancer. They'll say something like this, right? Yes, that's exactly and in their mind, they are more. And that happens because the sun, and then you have Mercury and Venus. And Mercury and Venus are always very close to where the sun is. And sometimes they're in the same exact place. You follow me? Yeah. yeah. So, like, it's very, it's very frequently that if you're, like, on the cusp, let's say you're a Cancer, that you're likely going to have some planets in Gemini in your chart. You understand? And you may have a lot of planets in Gemini in the chart. So many, in fact, that you feel like you are a Gemini and not a Cancer. You see? In Vedic, I do. I have four planets in Gemini. And no, I'm talking about in Western. Even in okay, Western... Western. I have four planets in Cancer. Okay, they're all in Cancer? And you have nothing yeah. in Gemini? Just um, Mercury. Mercury's in Gemini. Okay, Mercury. And what's your rising sign? Libra. Libra. And where's your Venus? Cancer. Cancer. Wow, you, you do have a lot of Cancer. <laughs> that, is, <laughs> that is a lot of Cancer. <laughs> yes, and yeah. my Mars is Cancer. Yeah, so I don't think you have that much Gemini, but a lot of people who are on the cusp have a lot of the other sign in their chart, and they really think that that's who they are more because of that. You understand? I do. Yeah, I feel more air. That was my question. Why do I feel so like I'm more air than water? Well, the only other thing I would check is, um, do you have planets in the third house? Let's see, yeah, in your west, Neptune. in your western chart. Yeah, I believe it's Neptune. How many? Uh, just one. I, oh, wait, let me see. No, none in the third house, no. None in the third house. Because that would give you uh, a Gemini thing as, as well, see? That would also yeah. create uh, a situation. Because third house is Gemini. So I can't understand. I'd have to look at your chart a little, myself to take a closer look, but I, based on what you said, I can't understand why you would feel... More like a Gemini. <laughs> I know. Me either. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, that was my question. So. Well, well, thank you for sharing and thank you for being on the show. Appreciate it. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Have a good night. Okay. Going down the line here, we got 707 area code. Who am I speaking to? Um, hello. Hello. Oh, um, Robert. My name is Yin Ling. Yin Ling. Hi. Hi. Um, Hi. Um, well, let me see. I'm getting a bit excited. I never, um, this is the first time I spoke to you, and I've been um, secretly and sneaky, <laughs> consistently, <laughs> to looking at your website, that little calculate, you know, the little birthday things, and I've been putting my my birthday and my family and everybody that I know, and I kind of put it in there and I've been doing that for two years now and the more oh, wow. I've been doing the more I've been doing the more I kept saying, wow this is accurate wow this is so accurate and I kept 
and started getting like a bit of a questioning about what life is like really in- interesting like who am i so anyway yeah. Yeah, I, so yeah. i've been doing this and i um, started getting serious about um involved with your teaching mm-hmm. um today i get very excited and um a few days ago before i left from california um <laughs> uh, to travel to china and that actually you and me are in the same Beijing that day when you were teaching. I was, I was there. Um, oh, wow. Only, wow. I just, only I just got there, and uh-huh. I didn't know where you were, and um, uh, I was kind right. of too shy to jump into your, your te- teaching, and, um, and then the plane tickets I already purchased, so I couldn't go to your, your meeting. And finally today, um, I decided... Well, I'm going to go on this conference teaching while when I'm in China. Uh-huh. Um, I I was born and raised in China, and I am the Queen Club, and my son is the Queen Diamond, just like you, and born in <laughs> July 3rd. Oh, wow. And I swear to God, it's amazing. Even even the emotion in your talking sounds so much like my son. And, oh, um, wow. I read a little bit about you and your mom the relationship. Yeah. It's just like my, me and my son. Wow, and, that's um, amazing. And he 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 was five years old. He learned how to make money. He he make those balloon. You know, he pumped the air into the little tiny balloon <laughs> and make it into make it into like a rabbit so or a snake or something. He painted with eyes and lips and hands or something. Painted on the the <laughs> the balloon and piled up in a in a cardboard box and drag them in in front of the post office and sit there for twenty five cents each and then he, five years <laughs> old he just sit there in the winter time and people park and you know park and then go to the post office and just throw whatever um, money and quarter in there and he got more than he actually asked for and people think that was very interesting. So he's always <laughs> looking for making money, and I never know. I I, I never know all that stuff. Um, that is so cool. Because that, that's a, you probably read you probably heard some of my stories. I was just like that as well when I was a kid. Yeah, was, yeah, exactly. And then and he looked very similar to uh, Tom Cruise, that kind of a person. Uh, that he, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, but, that's, uh, a lot, that's a lot of coincidences there. So much, so much, and I haven't been able to read all your stuff yet because the uh, the language issue and then the the astrology name, you know, terminology stuff. I have to memorize too. But yeah. so far, it's just like really, really creeping me up. And then I was wondering. <laughs> How could I get along with my son right now? Me and him are like a really like a, I don't know. It's just, I don't know when we're going to talk. He just blame on everything. He was just totally. Well, see, now what's your birthday? You're a queen of clubs, right? What's your birthday? Yeah, at November 8th. Okay. So so you're a Scorpio queen of clubs. Yeah. so you're also a three of diamonds and you're also a jack of hearts, right? Yes. Yes. So here's That's the thing it. is that the queen of diamonds is moon to you. It's a strong moon connection. 
Okay. Oh. I'm moon to my mother, and your son is moon to you. Okay. Oh. And the moon connection, it creates, it creates for an ace of diamonds who, who wants to be independent and who wants to do everything himself. It, pre- uh-huh. it creates like a, a codependent relationship with the mother. Oh. You understand? Where mm-hmm. he feels, this is how I felt anyway with my mom, and I think he's probably the same, you know. He found so many other things that were the same. And I have a feeling it's the same for him. He kind of loves you and hates you at the same time, see. Yes, that's it. You know, he's blaming. Yeah, well, he's blaming you for... Whatever. I mean, you didn't do anything on purpose to him, but it, it yeah. when a when a boy is moon to his mother, it has a, an effect of kind of taking away their masculinity. Okay. Mm. And they they resent that later. Mm-hmm. They probably probably will, will resent it at a later time. But, you know, it'll pass and he'll get over it. He'll get over it, okay. but but you may yeah, have to you, you may have to deal with a lot of his anger uh, for a while. You know, I was angry at my mother for so long. I don't. I'm not angry anymore. <laughs> I'm not angry anymore, but I still see her as being pretty selfish. Uh, you know, she's so much like mm-hmm. me. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, I have. I have an older son who is uh, March 5th, is a fight spade. And uh-huh. he said that you and you and my brother, mom and brother, are actually very, very similar. And, and there's another amazing thing is that um, every so often I knew that he missed me. And then it's, it, the re- I, I can see why he missed me was all of a sudden, out of nowhere, there would be a, some young man... Um, like his age, he's 25 now, 26, like a young man, he very much looked like him, act like him, and it just pretty much looked like him. I almost like, almost like that he's popped out of nowhere and on next to me when I was walking or, or on the plane or when I was depressed or sad. There uh-huh. will be, there will be these kind of young men would sit next to me and be company with me. It makes me even more um, upset. Just uh, like thinking about this right now, I would feel like um, my uh-huh. tear was coming out. It's just I knew that sure. he missed me. Wow. And then um, it, yeah. it just totally, it's just amazing that it, it's almost like that he can send the gift to comfort me when he missed me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's so beautiful. That's uh, really beautiful. I guarantee you he'll I guarantee you he'll come back to you and you'll have a good relationship someday. But he has and to then, he has to find his way back to you on his own, of course. Yeah, and then, then um and um I've been you know, like like what I said, I I've been using your your little calculation to find out the daily basis, um, how how this what he did and what I what I've been doing. Um and then, like tomorrow, uh, like actually today, is his Mars is in Queen of Club, which is me, and then his Jupiter is Queen of Club, which is me. But I, I, I would expecting him to 
pop out of nowhere and say, "Hi, mom, I'm okay, and I everything's good." But, but he he wouldn't talk to me. He just com- completely disassociated with me, and he even threatening his girlfriend and his brother to not let mom know my business. Um, he somehow yeah. he well, know that. I I stopped talking to my mom for and my dad for four years. I remember, you know, at one point. Um, I had to. I had to. I had to. I was so upset at who they were, uh-huh. and you know, I was in a blaming mode. Of course, I was blaming them for something or another. So you know, I know it's hard, but that's something you have to deal with. Being the mother yeah. of an ace of diamonds. Yeah, gonna, I, I've been happen. working on. Um, I've been working on my fear. Um, because uh, the the club is a lot of thing uh, has to do with a mental fear, m- mental disease, right. and um, I've been working on it. And so, so I I have to work on my own issues. So then uh, sometimes mm-hmm. I don't blame him that he think that I was weak, that I wasn't strong enough to to get strong. Um, he's you know I'm he's kind of an envy about his brother. Uh, having such a great opportunity, and him uh, is constantly in struggle, and he is a, a second child, a uh, uh, legal child. And when I was in China, um, there's only one child policy. So, and then, so he's been hiding, kind of like hiding. So his whole life is always walking in the dark in the tunnel without lights. So uh. he's, he's always blaming, and um, um, he. He's kind of blamed that I don't, I, I couldn't stand out my own um, rights, that I don't wanted to get pregnant again, only because my father-in-law um, <clears throat> wanted me to get pregnant because it's just, mm-hmm. you know, a family thing. So yeah, I well, pregnant yeah. and then... all, all I can say is, you know, you, he's probably a lot like me and probably has some of the same issues. There's never... Yeah. Two people are never exactly the same, even though they're the same card. There's never like an exact match, but there's sometimes mm-hmm. just a lot of shared traits. And I can tell you yeah. that he's going to come back one day, but it's going to take him a while. It may take him a little while, yeah, a while. Before, yeah. before he's so ready knew, to yeah. before he's ready to accept you. And he has to be able to take responsibility, see, and stop blaming you. That's what has to happen. Mm-hmm. And that may take a little while because that's a that's a that's a process, you know. It doesn't happen quickly. Yeah. It happens. It happens as they learn. He'll like date women that are like you. <laughs> mm. Yeah, he did. He he said the first time when he was fourteen years old, he got mad with me and then flew back to China and I stayed in his dad's home. And he said that. Uh, um, he said every. He said all the women that I met, I seen that looked like a little miniature mom. <laughs> yeah, and I I, I, I married so many women that are like my mother. I, I just can't help it because, see, the issue has to be worked on. It has to be resolved. Okay. So we have to keep okay. finding a mirror of ourselves. That's how it works. Wow. So thanks for calling. Okay. I, have, I have to go so I can take another call or two, but I really okay. appreciate your sharing. This was very nice. Thank you. And I appreciate that you gave me this comfort. <laughs> Oh, well, I hope I hope it's a little comfort. <laughs> I did my best. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, 760-760, area code. Who am I speaking to? 
Hello? Sometimes people put themselves oh, are in... are you there? Yes, Hello? I am there, but you're not there. Hi, Robert. Yes, thank you for taking my call. I have a couple of questions, and I'll be precise. I know it's, you're running out of time here. Sure, sure, sure. Um, one of my questions is the planetary ruling card. Um, I just started with your books. Even though I've had your books for years, um, I've been in deep study because I'm just fascinated with it, and I want to be able to utilize this in my work. Um, and I know that you've said that the planetary ruling card is as important as your birth card. So yes. I am a ten of diamonds and a five of hearts ruling card, right. but I don't, mm -hmm. I haven't quite gotten to that piece of like, why is the planetary ruling card so significant? Like maybe you could speak to that to me for a moment. Well, it's just, these are what I call, I call them personal significators. And these are cards with, with where we have a lot of our identity tied up. Okay, so this is like the cards that we think we are. This is who I am. And you'll notice that you have both the Ten of Diamonds and the Five of Hearts traits. If you study that Five of Hearts card, like as if it was your birth card, read about it in the book. I think uh -huh. you'll find I think you'll find that you resonate with that card as well yeah, as as the birth card. I would agree. I just think yeah. if it had some express significance different than the birth card. Well, I've looked at it, you know. The thing is, I do astrology, and when I read somebody's chart, I see both cards represented in their, spread, in their chart so equally that I, I, I don't see a difference, personally. Okay. I, don't see, I don't see, like, something different about the ruling card than the birth card. They both show up, and they both seem to be equally strong in the person's chart. So I've come to the conclusion that they're equal. Okay, good. That, All right. Thank that's basically you. I how I... That, you know, yeah. Somewhat, but I, 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 for some reason, I'm, as I'm studying your books, I'm, I'm, I, at times I get confused, and then I'm thinking, am I missing something, or I'm just not comprehending this quite right? Um, oh, so yeah, I think you're, I you're doing stuff, great. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I think I'm double-guessing or, you know, second-guessing myself. And then the other question I have is that I've had a little challenge with your, with your a website because it starts out, you know, where to get started, and it talks about, uh, you know, your first um, the startup whatever that you send out for free, the 18-day lessons or whatever you send out for free, and then you buy a course. And I signed up for that for a couple of times. I haven't received it. And I want to go on to the next thing. So I definitely would like to purchase some things on your website before your prices go up. I really do appreciate that your prices are really reasonable. Including sure. I'd like to do a reading with you. Um, but I'm kind of getting stumped on this. And I'm thinking, okay, I know Mark. Well, okay, so here's the problem. There's my, my websites are really outdated honestly, and there's broken links and stuff in different places. I mean, I'm a little embarrassed by it, but I just have to be willing to look at it objectively. And we're in the process of creating a brand new site right now. Oh, wow, now, nice. now, if you sign up to the free e-course on the main page of 7thunders.com, on the okay. front page, okay, uh -huh. you will get signed up and you will get emails. They come in the form of emails. They come okay, in emails. I, that's where I've been looking for it, but I still haven't gotten it. And you signed up there? Well, just email me, and I'll take a look. But I'm sure, I'm absolutely sure that if you signed up, because I know that there's nothing broken about that right now. I'm, I mean, I'm that much in touch with it that I know that that is not actually broken. That's working just fine. Okay. 
So just email me so I can check for you. Send me your okay. email address. You know, send me an email with the email address you use to sign up. I can actually look and see if you're in there. And you should okay. also check your spam folder. Have you checked there? Yes, I have. Okay. Yeah. Let me I, let I me look it up for you, and I'll let you know. Was there anything else? Um, well, that? I'm interested in, in purchasing some of like. Do you have video uh, learning? Because that I'm really interested in. And Most of my, I think 90% of them are video. Actually, they're all video. All the courses are video. Okay. Um, so I, I just pay for it, and then the video should just automatically come through, like on the. You get an email. Um, you'll get an email that has instructions. But there's once you have purchased something, you go into your account. There's a My Account tab at the top, and you'll see okay. the product on the right side. You click on it, and it opens up the page where all the videos are. And if there's okay. hand All right. I'm going I'm to give another stab to that. But, yeah, I've been a little frustrated with it. So I, I wanted to hopefully grab you yeah. for a moment and just well, what am I doing? Well, don't hesitate. To, do you, can, you can even call me if you get stuck. But, you know, try emailing first. I'm pretty accessible right now. So. Oh, that's fantastic. I, is there a number to call you on your site here? I yeah, just go to the contact page on my top of the, the phone numbers on there. Okay, perfect. All right. If I, if I can't get it to work, we'll, we'll do that. And, and especially yeah. since your prices are by Friday, I'd like to get a few things in there if I can. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Okay, well, thank thanks you for, so much. We're really enjoying your work. Thank you. Thank you, and thanks for sharing. It's great having you on the show. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I'm going to take this last caller. Somebody asked about, uh, said Jen said she missed some of the show. All the shows, if you go to the page where the instructions are, there's a link to the podcast. All the past shows are there, and this show will be there as well. So you'll be able to listen to it as often as you want. There's, I have a new, I, I converted all these shows to podcast, and they're on anchor.fm. Um, you can just search for Robert Lee Camp if you don't want to look up the link. The link is on that page, though. It's right there, easy to find. Okay, 406 area code, who am I speaking to? Oh, hi, Robert. It's Shannon Nygaard. Oh, hey, Shannon. Good to talk to you. Good to talk to you. Um, my question is, uh, my friend Rick, he's an ace of clubs, and his son has a three of hearts planetary ruling card. And I thought this was so interesting when I look in your love cards, uh, you know, running down to uh, Ace of Clubs with the Three of Hearts. Because yeah. he's got, uh, uh, are you looking at it too? There's three. Yeah, I'm looking, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I, does that mean, so Rick's son is moon to him, right? That's correct. Mm -hmm. So, um, what would and that's, you a, that's actually considered a, a good connection for a father-son relationship, by the way. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's not considered good for a child to be moved to their mother, however, but it is when it's the father, it's good. It's considered a, well, a, a me, good karma. To me, it was interesting because there are three of them. You know, it's like this. I mean, to me, it was like, oh my God, I've never seen connections like that before. Oh, three moon, three moon connections. You mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, that can happen. If but then you have to like look at each one individually and see like you know, which one has the most strength. But when there's more than one in any relationship, it's going to be kind of a shared leadership or, uh, relationship. Like one person will be the leader in some areas and the other person will lead in other areas. That's how it mm -hmm. usually works. 
Right, right. So what, what's the son's birthday? January 8th. Oh, so he's and an so eight of spades, a, a six of spades, three of hearts. Right. And, and the father is an ace of clubs, what? What's the ruling card? Three of diamonds. Three of diamonds. Okay. I only see so, one moon. Con- I only see one moon connection. Oh, okay. Well, in the Ace of Clubs with the three, three of Hearts. Yeah, that one I see. Yeah. So. I don't see any other ones. I thought you said there yeah. were more than one. That's why I'm asking. Well, well, there are three in a row for the Three of Hearts. So, aren't those moon oh, connections? Oh, really? Is that what the software says? I'm just looking at your book. Um, oh, okay. Well, um, you know, the book, I've, I've talked about this before, but the book doesn't tell the entire story. It's just half the story, okay. really, in most cases. So, sure. you know, when it's an important relationship, always do a report. That's what I would recommend. Or get, if you have the software. The software will tell you all the connections between two people. Sure. And it's good to see them all in the proper order and all that stuff because... Sometimes the ones you see in the book don't even show up because they're so far down the line in terms of priority. Mm-hmm. So that's my recommendation. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Was that it? All right. Well, thank you. Was that, yeah. was that it, Shannon? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, it's yeah. great to hear from you. Uh, have a great evening. Oh, thank Thanks you. for calling in. Yes. Well, thank you for your show. All right. You're welcome. Okay, guys. That's about it. Uh, thank you for being here. Uh, we're going to... Uh, end now. I guess I'll put a little music on as we leave um, for your enjoyment and I'll see you next time. We'll have a show soon. I guarantee it. Let me go back to the beginning and play my favorite song. Here it is. (laughs) 